0: This is Konzen Shu, the podcast, episode four hundred thirty-two for the week of January twenty-first, two thousand eighteen. Welcome to Kansen Shu,
1: the podcast,
0: and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzen Shu, that's right. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. All right, pack it all up. Super's done. Everyone go home. It's been a fun ride. Sounds Uh, good to me. Freedom. (laughs) My name is Mike. Sometimes I go by Vegito EX. You can just call me Mike. Uh, I got two good buds with me this here episode talking about what... uh, I'm not going to use any words to describe it. We'll get to that. Uh, Heath, you are here. Mr. Hujio, sir, from Consenshu. I have arrived. How you doing? It's been a while since you've been on the show, hasn't it? I can't
1: remember. It it has been quite some time. I really tried to make the predictions episode and just couldn't get it to work out.
0: That's right. We're not allowed to have all four of us on this podcast at the same time. So. No.
1: But I was there <laughs> last year and the year before that. So yeah, I figured you've that's been good. good. Enough. So they picked
0: up the slack this year. And then, uh, essentially, a KonZenshu member at this point. I mean, forum moderator extraordinaire, animation catalog-er extraordinaire. AJ, what's up, dude? Hello. Yeah, I snuck my way in. Thanks for that. <laughs> see i mean it's clear that you've been planning a takeover for a few years now so uh it's one of those things where we're gonna let it happen and you think you've won but we actually have a counter plan to your counterplan. be wary of that uh so this here episode we are indeed talking about what appears to be the end the conclusion finale it's over Dragon Ball Super will be no longer an entity that is broadcast on television. Heath, quite a few years ago, we did an episode. It was a wonderful episode. I think we were drinking heavily that evening. Uh, What the hell happened to Dragon Ball Kai? I don't want to call this a sequel episode to that because I think more information will uh, come to light in the coming weeks, perhaps in the coming years, maybe even over the next year, but it's kind of like a mini sequel to that. We are going to talk about what just happened to Dragon Ball Super. Why is something that's seemingly successful successful coming to a close. So the three of us will be chatting that up this episode. That is your topic coming in your ears. I do want to just have a little bit of pre-topic housekeeping, get some things out there and then we're going to jump right in as we have a lot to talk about. Uh so we did have an episode of the podcast last week. I don't know if you listen on different services, things like YouTube perhaps, uh even on our SoundCloud channel, but uh we did have a bonus episode last week. It's something that I did not put up on those services. Uh, It should be obvious if you listen to it, because there's a lot of sampled music in the episode. Uh, We did an episode all about the song Solid State Scouter from the Bardock special of Dragon Ball Z. So uh, check that out. If you haven't, it's in the podcast feed. If you're a subscriber, you already heard it. Otherwise, head on over to the website and check that out. Alongside that, I included in the feed uh, the review episode from the podcast I do with Jeff, Low Fidelity, reviewing Solid State Survivor by Yellow Magic Orchestra. It all ties in, I assure you. Check that out out uh and speaking of jeff next week we are going to be doing the dragon ball gt review of awesomeness so if you're not caught up on gt yeah i know it's it's not quite a month apart it's almost two months apart but technically one was going to be in december and one in january and they will be within those months. So it's still monthly. We are doing the next four episodes. That's going to be episodes 19 through 22. So uh, if you're playing along at home, catch on up and uh, we'll chat GT with you next time. And obviously this week is the release of Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, we will indeed have an initial impressions episode within a week or two after that. The only other thing I want to mention, and then we're going to jump right into the topic, is uh this is interesting, I think, especially in light of our predictions episode, where Jake and Julian were rather excited, or at least cautiously optimistic, or Perhaps not optimistic at all about the nearly complete works of Akira Toriyama on the Dragon Ball official website, the official Japanese website. Uh, They had been teasing this with a grayed out button for a little bit. It turns out they're just uh, listing a thing every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, Sometimes it's a sketch from something he's done. Uh, we got the title page, kind of like composition early works for Cho. Uh We got some uh, Shonen Jump postcards, Happy New Year stuff. And then we got things like, hey, he did an interview in this magazine. Here's a tiny thumbnail of a page. And then today, as we're recording, we got the, hey, did you know he did Cross Epoch back in 2006? Here's a really, really low resolution watermarked picture from that uh so we are following along with that on the website every weekday uh you can see what we have to say about it and uh, the nice thing is that some of the external things they've mentioned we've already translated or already have a guide page about so it's been very nice to do little work there and just be able to point to something that is
1: already done i appreciate that i have so many gripes with that <laughs> yeah section. I, I do too i don't know man it's like i get it it's kind of what i was expecting In the long run. But it's not
0: chronological. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. It's not even just citations of things. Like sometimes they'll put up uh, sketches of something and it'll have like the one from Dr. Slump had a fake interview between Toriyama and Senbei, which Julian did translate for that. We hadn't actually already translated that because it was Dr. Slump related. But like you don't know what you're going to get from a day to day basis. It went from 81 to 2006 and back around again.
1: Yeah, it just jumps all over the place somebody's thrown a dart at a wall right somewhere it's like hey we've got this stockpile of stuff let's use it and the picture quality awful. And the fact that they have actually larger pictures and then they're shrinking them down yeah and if you just go view the image it's twice as big
0: but it's still super low resolution at that size yes like, there's so much artifacting in those images so things that we already do have uh i'm providing a, a better look at them when we update on the site so you can follow along with it uh, i'm tagging it as well and he and i were talking we'll probably do something like a, a feature in the future maybe we'll start cataloging it along the way and then whenever they decide we're done we're we'll like oh here's the complete feature you can read all in one place I don't know. hey did you miss it you didn't miss much but here it is <laughs> here's everything so that's That's the plan for that. So, that is everything that's going on on KonZenshu right now. (laughs) Lols, Super's over. Let's talk about it. There's a lot to say about this, but there's also kind of not a lot (laughs) to say about this. This announcement,
2: it's really not an announcement. It just kind of happened. I feel, I don't know, I've had such like a weird perspective on it because it seemed obvious and then it happened and then I kind of felt like the reaction was going to be bigger and it kind of feels like everyone's just gone, oh, uh, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Do you think what set the stage for
0: that reaction was that interview we got from the Spanish sources where they interviewed some of the production team members? And and, (laughs) we, we have to frame this because we were very Clear at the time and saying, no, actually, what these people say isn't anything about the end of Dragon Ball Super. We were very clear to say they didn't not say or they didn't explicitly say it will or will not end. Our point was that they didn't actually say that it will end in March. They said this arc will end in March. But I think there was enough conversation around that that got the conversation going then that kind of prepped people for hey what what's going on here
2: yeah definitely like it's it's i think because of the content of this arc like it's it's one of those things that they obviously mentioned back in the universe 6 arc and it felt like it was just going to be this big thing that like loomed over all of these arcs until we finally got there and that was the end of super i mean i was very very vocal about not being happy that this arc is happening at the time it is it felt like oh we've gone tournament future trunks arc tournament again, and it felt so it felt too soon it felt like we hadn't really explored enough of everything that they would built up to it was like here's the final point so yeah when they said it when they when they said oh this arc is going to end in March I was like okay well where we where do we go now where are we going next yeah
0: I mean the prevailing thought it seems like everyone is thinking oh we're going to go to universe 6 we're going to hang out with the science there it seemed uh, everyone thought that's where we were going to go either uh, when we didn't know future trunks that's where we were going next after the 6 versus 7 tournament then when we got future trunks like alright now this is a natural break Let's go reconvene with these characters that we've you now come to love or Not love, whatever your opinion is over time, go see them there. But no, we went straight into this tournament. And to me, yeah, I agree. That did feel rushed to get to that point because ignoring what they did with the Battle of Gods and Resurrection F retelling arcs, it really felt like they were prepping this to be a very long running series. And over 130 episodes is a relatively long running series, too. But I think we're all really wondering like, man, are they going to match Dragon Ball? Are they going to match Dragon Ball Z with? This, uh, they, they passed GT, so we were looking at all the next milestones that they could reach, and it seems like we're not gonna hit that point. So we had this kind of you know emotional prep for all right, the arc's ending, maybe something's going on with the series. And we're going to talk about all the the stigma, all of the weird things surrounding the production of it. We've talked about this extensively for a while. What else do you think has been going on that kind of set the stage for this kind of muted reaction from people? Oh, my
2: God, that's a hard question. Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) That's why I'm the moderator here. I get to ask the questions. I don't have to
1: answer them. I, I think there's just... A lot of confusion or at least bewilderment of, like, why? And I think that's the one thing right now is there's no real why. We don't have an answer to that. We just have a lot of stuff floating around and there's no real definitive answer because really... It could be so many different things.
0: Uh, I think we're going to come to an answer, and it's something that we're going to arrive at and may not be based in reality. but So, all right, let's talk about what has actually been said, what we know is happening. We know that the universe survival arc is ending in March. We know that Dragon Ball Super will no longer air in its time slot on Fuji TV, Sunday mornings at 9am. And instead, that time slot is going to be filled by a new Gegege no Kitaro show, which is a long-running franchise that's had many incarnations over the years. Historically, prior to Dragon Ball, um, that's actually what occupied this time slot. And then we got Dragon Ball Kai, and then we went to Toriko, then we went back to Dragon Ball Kai, and then we went to Dragon Ball Super and now Kitaro is kind of reclaiming a time slot it had occupied uh, over a decade ago at this point. So that was kind of the, the baseline. There were some other things out there. There was like a newspaper article and there was some half-sourced websites. I think the most important thing we got was uh, a brief Q&A with Fuji TV on rocket news, 24 Japanese version of that website. There are four main questions that we pulled out of here that Jake Hermshair translated on our site. Uh, So the first question is dragon ball super ending answer. Yes. The series presently on air will end here for now. So hang on to that. I think that's going to be an important point. Question two, really? So it's not just changing to another time slot answer at present. It is ending. Beyond that is still undecided. Question three. That means that the universe survival arc will wrap up. Answer. That's right. The universe survival arc will conclude at the end of March. And then question four, will there be a sequel? And the answer there, currently it is undecided, so there is nothing I can tell you. But when something is decided, we will put out a press release.
1: I love that answer.
0: Avoiding the, the subject there. So let's talk about some things that have explicitly not been said. It has not been said that Dragon Ball Super is canceled. It has not been said that Dragon Ball Super is going on hiatus. It has not been said that Dragon Ball Super is moving to a new time slot. It has not been said that Dragon Ball Super will return later this year, and it has also not been said that Dragon Ball Super will return in 2019. Now, I say all that, and you hear that in contrast with some of those Q&As you just heard mere moments ago, and it may sound like some of that's splitting hairs, but I, I think it's really important to be super clear here, and, and that's going to become more evident as we go through uh, some of our own thoughts as we, as we move along right now. As it stands right now, Dragon Ball Super, as we know it, will no longer be on television in Japan as of April 2018. So, AJ, we're going to start with you here because then we're going to get into financial stuff. I think this sets the stage better than the financial stuff, and then they kind of work in tandem and answer each other. Um, so this is your area of expertise. I want to hear what's been going on in the realm of animators and supervisors and producers. Uh, we live in an era where everything's so much more open and public than we ever could have imagined over the years. and that's yeah, that's nice. That's for better or worse at times. I know we've had some Uh, incidents recently it was even before i think we heard about maybe an ending of super where some of the writers are getting online some of the animators are getting online and you have people that aren't used to speaking with adults that (laughs) don't necessarily know how to conduct themselves and i think that's the worst end of things um the for better side of things is we we have so much more transparency than uh i'm sure toei shueisha and fuji tv would actually like there to be at times <laughs> so as we do filter through that and with that in mind what are some of the things that have been stated
2: uh what do you mean like in terms of where super is at the moment production wise or sort of what led to the end of super or well a little bit of both because we've had all these comments over to
0: i mean we've talked about this extensively again <laughs> since super started uh, the production was at the very beginning was like, we've announced a show. We literally have nothing to show for it. We don't even have a logo yet. Uh, all the way up through Universe Survival arc. Uh, I mean, when it totally fell apart in the Frieza arc, of course. And then when those things uh, picked up again, we had King Ryu come on. So more recently, what's been some of the talk out there? Let's start just more in general about
2: Dragon Ball Super.
0: And then we'll get to, all right, now it's closing. What are people saying now?
2: Okay, so uh, yeah, obviously the, the series has been a bit of a mess behind the scenes for quite some time and i guess for the sort of first i don't know four arcs or so what how many arcs are we at now i don't know until the end of the future trunks arc you could really see uh, that craziness behind the scenes on the screen uh, and then we had that sort of filler arc. And then this new arc began and uh, things started looking better. If you weren't following behind the scenes, you might actually be fooled into believing that, hey, this series is okay, actually, you know, production wise. Um, but from talking to various animators from what they posted on Twitter or talking privately, uh, we know that that's still not quite the case. Um, For example, Yuya Takahashi, who's like a recent, um, I say recent, he's been around for a while and done some stuff earlier in the series. But as far as supervising on, yeah, exactly, Uh, as far as... um, supervising at the moment he's quite new and um he revealed that for like one of his most recent episodes he only had something like 5 weeks um and he said that like just in general working on super is very very tough he tends to get sort of half the time that he's used to from other long running series like for example he normally works on um, on fairy tale so he said that you know he's he he can get his work done but he can only do half of an episode um and he would love to be able to do entire episodes one of the big things uh, that they kind of did to help super is to throw two supervisors at one episode when the norm at least as far as Toei goes is to have one supervisor per episode so that hasn't really changed and more recently especially as we've moved into this big climax of this tournament we've started seeing more than two we've had like three four five supervisors assistant supervisors and all kinds of craziness going on that's a little bit worrying um again, I, I, I feel like you've been saying that for months, for, dare
0: I say, years. It's not oh, yeah. really years at this point because it's only 2015 show. It feel, in internet it's been time. going
1: on since the beginning of the series. Right. I mean, it's something that immediately jumped out to a lot of people that, wait, why do we keep getting two animation supervisors? Mm-hmm. We've never had this. And even when we've done films, usually you only have a few and then a, a few assistants to go along with that. But, I mean, that's a huge production. This is a week-to-week <laughs> production
0: for super in particular it's not even necessarily just on the animation side i mean Heath, we've been talking about like wait we have a new series organizer we have new directors like what is going on here and we put that in contrast with things like one piece where well that show has been going for a very long time and naturally over the course of a production that would happen with super all of these changes have been so hyper condensed into this two-year time frame so aj you, you you say all this but none of that sounds different or new so what makes it different about this arc in particular
2: oh my god (laughs) i'm really being put on the spot here i guess it i guess it makes it it different because this is well now we know it's the last arc so (laughs) (laughs) well yeah exactly i guess uh they're just going all out. I mean, yeah, I mean for me the the, the, the surprise is that obviously we are seeing better results on screen, even though things obviously aren't perfect behind the scenes. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like even though even though I've been saying similar stuff for many years now um I can't obviously undersell the improvements that have been made uh in terms of the the direction and then the better animators that they've brought on board and and actually very cleverly planning certain aspects of the production to really help with things. I think the special in particular, the fact they managed to pull that off was kind of insane, especially without the sort of things before and after really melting. It was it was fine, it all flowed perfectly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in that regard, it's, it's interesting. But at the same time, I mean, I, I've, I've spoken about this a lot, but this arc uses a hell of a lot of reused animation, bank animation. Mm-hmm. They've really fallen back on that, um, especially recently. This most recent episode was probably the most extreme use of it. So there are there are always little clues like that, that this isn't the most perfect thing. And I suppose with the movie that we'll touch on later, I think that's when it becomes the most relevant, and that's when these issues in spite of the great stuff we're seeing on screen, that's when they become most relevant and I think they'll explain a lot as to why Super is going somewhere.
0: Well, we'll talk about the movie in a second. So what other important chatter have you seen? Uh, it looks like you have one answer here in particular that really sets the stage for what's going on.
2: Yeah, so Shida uh, was doing a Q and A on Twitter. I mean he's been doing it for like the past 3 weeks now. He has like hundreds of questions. I feel kind of bad for him, but one of the one of the questions that really stood out to me, and I guess it wasn't surprising in any way, but someone asked, uh, so what's the biggest difference between working on Dragon Ball Z and working on Super? Oh my god, can
0: I, can I stop it right there because I feel like that is that's a a sly question. That's a smart question because that's a question where you can see what the ulterior motive is there behind the question, but it's framed in a way that makes it very innocent. And I love what we get out of it, though.
2: Absolutely, like his response. I'm like I, I might be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure his uh, his response was like two words. It was like tougher schedule, and like that was it. <laughs> it's like ah, okay, yeah, no surprises there at all. Um, and I and he, he also spoke about one of his scenes, um, the scene in episode ninety five where Goku and Frieza have that little thing, uh, yes. little battle. Um, he did that in two weeks. He, uh, I don't think that's by choice. I think he had two weeks to do it. I know that um Takahashi had like three weeks one of his scenes. It seems to be around that time frame uh, that, that a lot of the animators are working with. So that's kind of tough and it explains obviously why it was a little bit more conservative than what we're maybe used to from Shida. But yeah, we're still getting, I think that's the bottom line, we're still getting lots of comments from animators that... Yeah it's it's a tough show to work on.
0: Yeah even still it's rush. That's after Universe 6 versus 7. That's after Future Trunks. That's with an arc that's had uh, an entire introductory to itself before we got into the arc itself, which we're seeing now is completely different in the manga version. So I I can't wait for someone. Someone please, Etchuei Shantoe, just leak Toriyama's memos. We need to see what's going on here to see what's making everything so different. Uh, I mean, this arc, it it felt like it had all the time in the world to be mapped out appropriately. And it sounds like that's not the case.
1: I know even uh just one thing to look at is when they first announced uh was it box 11 for the blu-ray release yes. they had up to episode 133 mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden oh we're not we're losing two broadcast dates in february and all of a sudden it was updated to 131 so the fun part's going to be as we approach the end here of were they actually planning for 133 episodes yeah, and yeah. now they had to cut mm-hmm. like 40 minutes out of their time This is it could be fun.
0: Uh, AJ let's talk uh, a couple other things um, what else have you been seeing out in the uh, the production world? Just uh, last tidbits before we start talking about the movie which I feel is the elephant in the room here.
2: Sure so I mean I guess this is related to the movie um, I think obviously it was announced at Jump Festa which was when was that? It
0: was mid-December
2: uh, it's, it sounds like from what we know um, that it's in the sort of pre-production stage right now there's a sort of french slash japanese studio called uh, uh yappico animation that confirmed on a live stream a little while ago that they're uh, currently working on the film or will be working on the film um and they're not a, they're not a no-name studio. They're a studio of freelancers and some of them are very, very talented. Uh, you've got animators like, uh, Hiroshi Shimazu, who worked on like Sword of the Stranger, various Ghibli movies, and he has a connection to Toei through Procure. And then there's, uh, a guy called Yuichi Takahashi who worked on Birdie Decode from, I mean, that's like 10 years old now, but that's, an incredible show of incredible animation I feel, so I feel
0: like that just came out and I forgot to watch it and now it's 10 years later whoops
2: yeah it's I only got to it recently but it's incredible but um yeah I mean I I guess I bring it up because like it it sounds like the movie wasn't a last minute thing uh, it sounds like right. this was in production for quite some time. Uh, the fact that, you know, they're already picking studios and starting to do work now. Uh, I mean, what we're slightly under a year until the film comes out. It's not, uh, it's not like Battle of Gods and Resurrection F that had much smaller time frames. This is, they're going, they're going big on this, and it, it definitely sounds like, this has been planned for a while yeah
0: anything else you want to say from the the production side of things before we move on a little bit uh i don't think
2: so i think that's that's pretty much it like it, it's it's so hard at this point to sort of comment on anything because it's yeah. it's obviously so early in the movie's life lifespan and now super's like coming to an end, but they haven't really said much, <laughs> so right, right. it's it's difficult, yeah.
0: Well, from here, let's start talking about money a little bit. Uh, this is stuff that we have actively followed and covered on Consenshu for long before it was Consenshu. Uh, I always cover the Bandai Namco reports, financial fiscal year reports, see uh, how the series is doing for them. Uh, we get Toei reports as well. So I wanted to dive into some of these these numbers here because I really feel like you look at these numbers and you go, wait, why are you stopping the graph? Because <laughs> you plot these out on a graph and the line just suddenly goes vertical.
1: It's astronomical. <laughs> it's like, why, What happens? Why
0: would you do that? We have three key figures for Dragon Ball specifically from Toei Animation. Uh, I, I'm kind of going to ignore the overseas film category. Uh, I, I think that's important, but it's not necessarily important to Super, but maybe it helps color things a little bit. But from Toei. So we have domestic licensing and overseas licensing. So domestic, again, this is a Japanese property. So they're talking about Japan when they're talking about domestic and overseas would be, of course, everyone else, Europe, America, Australia, everything else that gets Dragon Ball. Uh, domestic licensing. So I went back as far as 2010. And what we're talking about here is uh, in millions of yen. So just, I'm, I'm just going to read off some numbers here. 2010, 598 million. 2011, three hundred forty three million. So we dip there.
1: And this is all domestic licensing. Yeah,
0: this is domestic licensing. So this is Japan. 2012, four oh eight. 2013, four ninety eight. 2014, four ninety eight again. 2015, six eleven. Right, jumping up a little bit there. Twenty, You know, 2013 to 2015, we've got Battle of Gods. We've got Resurrection F going on. So 2015, six eleven. 2016, one nine four seven. 2017, Three, five, eight, nine. <laughs>
2: it's absolutely crazy
0: it's that's insane all right so that's just japan let's jump over to overseas here and again i'm going to start all the way back at 2010 this is i think really fascinating because you think about how delayed dragon ball had been in many parts of the world so everyone's kind of like catching up and some video games do better in europe i know bandai talked about how how good stuff did in europe so just keep that all in mind we talk about overseas here 2010 1624 that sounds pretty good. That's actually kind of up there like 2016 for domestic. Jumps way the hell down. 2011, 379. <laughs> so we're, we're down in the pits for overseas licensing in fiscal 2011. 2012, 206. So it's coming down even more. 2013, 224. 2014, 245. 2015, 399. It's like a very tiny little jump there. And this is, we're talking about Battle of Gods and Resurrection F. 2016, 1478, 2017, 3366. So it's just it's mirroring exactly what's going on with the domestic licensing. You could have an actual vertical line. This is as close to a vertical line as you can get without it actually being a vertical line from a year-to-year basis. Like the amount of revenue Dragon Ball is doing for Toei here is incredible. Over these last two years. And yes, we've had everything else supporting Dragon Ball. We've had Dragon Ball heroes. We had Dragon Ball Kai, obviously for a while. You look at those numbers. Those are the Dragon Ball Super years. I mean, it's clear what's going on. The Dragon Ball Super is an absolute success for them in spite of everything Everything we just talked about, all the production modes, all the animation problems, all the stigma associated with the battle of gods and resurrection arc. It does not matter. The amount of revenue they're bringing in at Toei specifically has been incredible over these last two fiscal years. So those were just the the complete years. Right now we're in in between period. We're in a half fiscal year right now. So remember fiscal years are a little bit different from calendar years typically for companies that start uh, March April. So just from this last uh, half-year quarterly report. They said, in the overseas segment, revenues increased substantially thanks to strong sales of online distribution rights from multiple titles in China and online distribution rights for the Dragon Ball series in North America. So right there, they're specifically calling out China. They're they're doing new initiatives in China. Everyone's doing new initiatives in China. Uh, I think they have an exclusive game there coming out right now, but they're also calling out North America. They call out uh, Dokkan Battle, which is doing extremely well for them. Is one of my biggest blind spots. Is tried playing it. I know I just can't do Dokkan Battle in overseas licensing. Revenues increase substantially, reflecting strong sales of the app game Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle worldwide and the home use game Dragon Ball Z Universe 2 for North America. And then included in there, uh, I, I pasted here for you guys. You can look at the net sales of everything. It's just as like, oh, it's casually going, oh my god, it goes all the way up. And then they talk about their future initiatives. And this quarterly report was released before the announcement of the end of dragon ball super it's a it's a fairly conservative look at dragon ball they're they're mainly just calling out fighters uh and some of the mobile stuff they have going on but i think it's curious that they don't really talk here about the future of dragon ball super uh, from here on out, in their half-year Q2 report, Dragon Ball Super is just oh, this is a thing that's on TV right now. So that was Toei. I want to take it over to Bandai Namco. Uh, this is important to look at because lots of these series live and die by their merchandise sales. We've talked so much about how ratings are a very small piece of the puzzle. Ratings don't necessarily mean everything. Uh, you can have a lower-rated show, but if the merchandise sales kind of make up for it, you know everything works in tandem with each other and then you have all the payola going on at the same time but i do want to look at the the sales here from bandai namco uh, they break it down in uh, two categories so for bandai namco ip sales is the dragon Ball franchise kind of as a whole uh, and i went back to 2008 here this is something heath you and i talked so much about with regard to dragon Ball kai and how when kai was on tv like merchandise sales were actually actively going down <laughs> and then when they took kai off tv it actually re- went by- back up. It went back (laughs) up. Like, that's not how this is supposed to work. You're supposed to have the show on TV backing up your merchandise sales.
2: That's the magic of Dragon Ball Kai. (laughs) This is amazing. I've never seen it laid out like this before. It's Isn't this crazy?
0: Insane. I'm going to read some numbers to you here. So overall Dragon Ball IP sales for Bandai Namco specifically. So this is every bit of merchandise you can imagine. This is everything together.
1: So... Basically from 2008 to 2014 we're averaging like a 10.
0: Right. In like billions of years. at best. We may we get close to a 12. Nothing super good there. So I guess let's just continue from there. So the last, you know, kind of average number is 2014, which is 11.4 billion yen for Dragon Ball as mm-hmm. an IP specifically 2015. So fiscal 2015. So we've come off battle of gods. Uh, we're getting into resurrection F timeframe here. Remember fiscal years versus calendar years. Dragon ball super isn't really relevant here. Just yet. Fiscal 2015, 19.4 fiscal 2016, 34.9 billion yen fiscal 2017, billion yen. Fiscal 2018, which is not done yet. This is their forecast. Again, we are halfway through the fiscal year for 2018. They are forecasting 75.7 billion yen for fiscal 2018, which is yet another significant increase over 2017 like the merchandise is doing gangbusters it is doing more than they could have imagined over the last decade
1: so what you're telling me is they don't like money
0: right no <laughs> <laughs> you look over at the toys and hobbies business for dragon ball so that's that's taking out certain things Um bandai namco breaks things down into additional categories like video games versus card games versus figures versus hobby merchandise all that kind of stuff so just the the toys and hobby stuff 2008 we were down at 5.5 that kept going down into 2011 so uh, this is what we were talking about heath as dragon ball kai was on tv they they went down from yep. 5.5 to 2.7 while kai was on tv for toys you
1: gotta hit that low for
0: toys and hobby merchandise so just toys and hobbies from twenty eleven, we've gone from two point seven to twelve billion yen, just toys, to their forecast for twenty eighteen, fiscal twenty eighteen.
1: So what's gonna happen when you introduce like over a hundred new characters right? you, in the course of a you year? Have
0: so many more opportunities. So you look at these numbers, and I'll include this with this podcast episode. Maybe I'll do Yeah, people make fun of Polygon for (laughs) like, look, we made a chart. So this tells everything you need to know. But I, I think these numbers are important. You look at these and this is where I get to the question. The numbers don't lie. And yet at the same time, the numbers don't add up they've gone from essentially nothing in terms of Dragon Ball.
1: Well, they've they've basically, they plateaued for a while. They just stayed Absolutely. stagnant. It is what it is at this point and it just stayed. And then all of a sudden super happened and it just, hey guys, we hope you like money because it's about to rain. It's coming
0: in. Yeah, Dragon Ball running on fumes to Dragon Ball. They can't keep up with it. So here's my question. Why would they stop doing what they're doing if everyone is making all of this money?
2: Yeah, that's that's the big question and I think I think we can only make very strange guesses. Yeah, I mean my my biggest thing is all to do with this movie. I think I think they are well aware of the stigma that Super has. I think we're obviously we're obviously aware that Toriyama wasn't the happiest with how Super was going and We've obviously heard little things here and there from, you know, certain people that maybe that's still the case. Don't know. So yeah, I feel like I feel like they physically could not continue super while doing this movie, and I think they're gonna go and relaunch everything. That's the crazy that's my crazy theory.
0: <laughs> All right, and so we'll come around to why that's the answer in a little bit there. But again, that doesn't mean you, you talk about this stigma. Yeah. That's us as the hypersensitive critical fans talking about this stigma. But clearly it doesn't matter like it's a thing we're talking about. like the hardcore fans they can say whatever they want but clearly over here everyone's eating it up and it's doing perfectly well like th- it doesn't make sense why it's doing so well why would you stop doing what's doing so well but aj i think you have some really really important points to bring up
2: tell me about one piece how does this relate to what's going on with dragon ball super sure so one piece is obviously a big long-running show uh like super was is at the moment uh and i mean throughout those throughout that time they've had many movies many specials and all that kind of crazy fun stuff that fans love but it's not easy to pull off when you've got a long-running series going along because you can't just You can't just pull in staff from other places um, to work on your film while your current TV staff stays on the TV show. You have to actually take... Your staff off of the TV show to a degree and start working on the film. And that, of course, really, really hurts the schedule. I've got some examples here. Like you might have, you know, 300 cuts by 10 animators in two months. And then the film starts getting into production and suddenly you're left with five animators trying to do 300 cuts in those two months. And it's just, it's hell on the schedule. It's hell on a, on any series that has a, has a you know a a tight schedule for one like super i don't think it would have ever been possible i think that's the the big thing
0: yeah the, the way that super and i mean look at super in comparison with one piece one piece is extremely long running at this point it has manga as a source so to some degree Like there, there actually is a story planned for them, but it's not just that it's like they can't stop one piece. So it doesn't matter what the production woes are. They can't stop it. They have to continue doing it. Uh, And this speaks to what Toei is as a company. They're not, they're not doing shows like Kill a Kill. They're not doing shows like One Punch Man, where they're doing them in set season with breaks. Toei's modus operandi is... Let's just do it, and we're gonna do it until we literally can't do it anymore. And that's either from a production standpoint, or
1: basically when the source material goes away, or
0: or when we've killed it. Uh, I the classic example I always point to is Kenshin is Dragon Ball GT. Or Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> well, that that's a whole other conversation too. <laughs> uh, uh, but also Toriko is a recent example of the man. They just they powered through. They tried to do everything they could. But Heath, I mean, I that's one of my. Favorite pieces of reporting we did pre Kai. What helped there is that we actually knew the Kai that Kai was continuing. It was like the biggest open secret in the world. They gave us an opportunity yeah. to more closely examine Toriko and see exactly how they were shutting it down step by step. I think we only have like half that story with Super right now, but. So to get back to my point, they can't stop One Piece. They can certainly stop Dragon Ball Super. There is no complete ongoing underlying source material. There is only a as much as Toriyama decides they're going to do because that's what they decided to do with this series was go off of that.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's very, very different. Um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. Like that, that difference in format, that difference in not having a source material makes this make a lot more sense.
1: And especially when anything you could construe a source material such as you know the manga it's so far behind in a way you're letting that catch up by stopping the show
0: yeah well we'll talk about that because that ties into i think what we have as a master plan here
1: <laughs> yeah i'm trying not to get too far ahead <laughs> so
0: here. let's answer a, a couple more questions here we talked about how the numbers don't really seem to make sense, but to some degree, maybe everything else makes uh, sense here. Uh, The big question is, could it get a new time slot? Kitaro is taking its time slot. Could Dragon Ball move to another time slot? Uh, I think what people don't really remember is that this doesn't normally happen. Uh, Things like Gintama have certainly moved time slots, but for a Fuji TV show, for a, a show of this caliber, for something that's so established they don't just move dragon ball to a new time slot
1: well and and fuji tv is very particular as far as slotting television shows i mean they are very rigid in setting this is our children's hour right this is our you know game show hour here is the news here i mean day by it's a hundred percent set yeah and since a lot of their series are year running there is no chance to, well, we're going to bump this game show so we can move another TV show and expand the children's hour.
0: Right. That, that's just not going to happen. There's there's nowhere for them to go.
1: The only other thing they could do was go to another network, and that would never, <laughs> ever happen. <laughs> that's
0: not happening. I know people always have these pie-in-the-sky plans or theories about, like, oh, what animation studio would you love to get? Drag-? Like, I'm sorry. That is not happening. That is not how this is structured. Don't even
2: bother having those conversations. Conversations. I, I know it's it's fun to sit back and daydream, but, you know, Dragon Ball is forever chained up in Toei's basement. It's not going anywhere. It,
0: it's Toei. It's Shueisha. It's Fuji TV. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else to do with it there. And to some degree, it feels like oh, it's Funimation, too. But that's a separate conversation. So Dragon Ball Super. Could it just take a break? This is the question of: Is Dragon Ball Super on hiatus? Well, no one's actually used that word or any Japanese equivalent thereof to describe it. Could it take a break? This is one of those like this is one of those. You sit back, you've got your cigar, you've got your whiskey or your bourbon. It's like, oh, could Dragon Ball move to another time slot? Mm, Could Dragon Ball Super? Could it just take a break?
2: (laughs) Yes, kind of, but not really.
0: Like, like oh, anything could happen. Of course anything could happen. But but, no, <laughs> but, but no, But I mean, no, it, it could not. end up
1: being, what is Toei's plans with it? Like, does it come back as a new series? Because then you're like, well, then it's not really a hiatus. They just started a new series. Yeah. Where's right. it going to pick up when it comes back in the story? To me, all of that's going to play into, is this a hiatus? Right, yeah, um, absolutely. I think another big tell is going to be when this movie comes out or at least like a title is announced are they titling this a dragon ball z movie is it going to be a dragon ball super movie or is it just dragon ball i think that might tell us a lot yeah yeah it's not going to be a kai movie i can tell you that
0: (laughs) well let's just cut that off right there because i think the next question is where we really get into the meat theoretical
2: consensual approved answer here
0: could it get a new name effectively relaunching the show
2: Yes, I think so. Like, that that's where I'm at. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, could it take a break? I feel like... It's two sides of the same coin here. Yeah, I feel like this kind of is unofficially a break. I think there's... Obviously, we've just gone over all of the numbers. There's no way that Dragon Ball's gone now. Like, that's... That's ridiculous. You don't you don't just end a TV show when it's absolutely absurdly successful like this. It's gonna come back. I mean, it will. There's obviously consensually well, <laughs> you don't just say these things will happen, but there's absolutely no <laughs> way in hell that Dragon Ball does not come back to TV with sales like these. Right. Um, I mean,
0: they've effectively said that where they're they're leaving those open ended answers of oh we have plans for the Dragon. Ball nothing is decided right now they're not going to stop this this isn't like dragon ball kai where it was a little experiment they had an open time slot they could do whatever they wanted
1: this is and it was super cheap
0: <laughs> it cost no money to make especially as we got into the boo arc i'm not entirely sure who got paid i would like to see the receipts there <laughs> there's there's too much money coming in for them to stop dragon ball entirely at this point the
1: nice thing is hopefully they can take this money and one, throw it at the movie. And two, hopefully whenever Super comes back, yeah. we can actually have, okay, we're going to pay to really sit down ahead of time, which they may be doing while the movie's happening. We have they no idea. They may be idea. doing it right now. We are going to plan this out. We're going to get way ahead of the game. Well,
0: that's the thing. That's the ideal situation is, oh, all right, so Kitaro is a thing. All right, we will put our... Dragon Ball pride aside, we will give it a little break, but knowing Toei, (laughs) like I don't, Antioesia to some degree, do we have faith that they know how to do the right thing, which is, instead of just, all right, Dragon Ball's off, let's do everything else that we do, let's put all of our resources to all those other things, will they keep will they call up their best men to work on Dragon Ball in the meantime, to actually plan out what this reboot is, as opposed to Dragon Ball Super, which we know was announced with nothing to show for it. Is that a thing they are capable of doing?
1: You would hope so. Definitely, can. One, I hope they learn their lesson. But also, at least from a pre-production standpoint, they have really good pre-production staff. And if not, they have so many available resources that they can pull in and just hire They've done it in the past. I think they have the capabilities to get it done if they really want to get it done. That's going to be the question, because as we all know, Toei sometimes does not like to do the, well... This is what we should do. They're going to, they see dollar signs. I mean, they're a company. Yeah, Come on. Yeah.
0: Well, that's but, the thing. We worry about them doing what's right in the short term for them versus what's right in the long term. This is something our buddy right. K over in Japan has been talking about for a long time. It, 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 what I love about him is he's a fan in Japan who is actually looking at the external market and I think he's so right. we've done the same thing. We've criticized Toei. You look at what they did with Dragon Ball Super. We did not have a simulcast for how long
1: for Dragon Ball? <laughs> I know. we And I bashed them for that for a long time. I know a lot of people did. It just did not make any sense at all. And it, I guarantee you it's because... They had no contract in place at the beginning, and they had not planned out how they could think even think
0: of any. Like they talked the but, biggest, but, like no, 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 no. no. It... I'm I'm too riled up. I got it. I got it. I got <laughs> it. I'm just saying, from a production standpoint,
1: I don't think they even knew how to make a deliverable. No, they have no animation. fucking idea how to do anything.
2: God, they were sick They were like 63 episodes into Super when those simulcast casts came around. I know. It's unbelievable. The
0: thing that was so frustrating is coming off of Resurrection F, where we had. a home release for that movie that was one week away from the Japanese release, at least here in America. I don't remember what the European release date was on that. I think you were a little bit more delayed on that. It felt like they got their shit together and they're like, we recognize Dragon Ball is a worldwide phenomenon We have to treat it like a worldwide phenomenon. And their Dragon Ball Super press release was listed in Japanese alongside an official English translation. And even though we were worried at the time that they had nothing to show for it.
1: It just goes back to everything that has happened. It's always, well... Here's the black and white, and then Toei does the opposite. Right, right. They,
0: they they say one thing, they turn 180 degrees around and they walk for two miles, and then they deliver their answer that way. So that's why I think they're doing the right thing here, but I continue to have worries and I continue to have a like a 50% lack of faith in their ability to do this. All right. So let's pull it back again. Let's talk about the movie again a little bit. So we have super that is ending in March. We know this to be a fact. This is what's happening. They've already announced that they have a new theatrical film. We know that the theatrical films do exceptionally well internationally Every country that has ever loved Dragon Ball gets these films, and it does amazingly. This sounds like the right thing to do. AJ, as you were talking about, it doesn't sound like they're capable, for Dragon Ball specifically, of doing a TV series and a movie. So here is our conspiracy theory. I think, AJ, you and I are definitely in alignment here. Heath, we'll see if we pull you...
1: I'm like 100% on board right. with this, because this is one of the first things I thought of. Okay. So... Yeah. So.
0: With all of this in mind about Dragon Ball Super, with all of its production woes, the stigma about like lulls episode five, like maybe that's finally faded away. But, you know, it's still got its detractors on the production side of things. All right. Is this actually their brilliant plan? Here's what they're going to do. They have this major theatrical film cooking that's going to come out later this year. We know that's going to do amazingly well theatrically. Meanwhile, Dragon Ball Super stops airing on TV. But... It's manga continues because we're so far behind as we've seen what I've loved about how they've been doing it. I think this is brilliant. This is like their, their sub brilliant number two plan is they keep the former arc relevant while the new arc is airing. They do it through the manga. They do it through video games. The fact that Goku Black and Zamasu are still and such a public consciousness in fandom is a testament to their, their planning here. So while super's off TV, super actually remains a thing for the entire next year through the manga, through things like fighters, through invariably Xenoverse 2. Meanwhile, the international licensing is going on. We're only just getting to a TV broadcast of the future trunks arc in America and it's Englished up right now, and the home release is even further behind that. That continues its hype and its public consciousness for the entire next year. Meanwhile, they're silently rebooting themselves to premiere after the movie debuts. Like it, it all makes sense. It, 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 Brain explosion gif right here. Just picture it here. I know we're we're audio, but <laughs> there we go.
1: No, I mean it, that is one of the first things I thought of was. There's no way they're going to be able to keep going with the TV series if if they're not bringing in new help to do a theatrical film. There's just no way. They have so many shortcomings as it is. I don't know how they would logistically do it unless, kind of like AJ was talking about, half of your episode or 75% of your episode just becomes bank animation and you draw things out so long that I just don't see how that would work
2: yeah definitely. and so
1: yeah, I, the movie it it killed it yeah it just killed <laughs> the
0: it. movie killed super it's like one of those the king is dead, long live the king dragon Ball is is primed to revive itself after this movie with all of the continued success so like i I feel like this is a smart thing in that they're gonna take a short term hit to reap the mm-hmm. long term gains that that's that's what you're supposed to do as a business actually
1: and you know having said all that i think this is actually a great idea to do it now because it actually is perfect timing for them i mean you have the 50th anniversary of kitaro mm-hmm. and you have the anniversary of the first theatrical film for dragon ball um that puts you out in december oh,
0: yeah they can do all this other promotion tied into yeah. just keeping it going and going and going even mm-hmm. though the supers itself is not going
1: yeah so i mean their staff was struggling to keep up as is it really does work out in their benefit i think in the long run to do something like this especially uh, like you talked about you have the manga still around It's still a popular series that's going to be around the entire year, or at least hopefully the entire time
2: that it's off the air. I just hope they do take advantage of it. Like The the big thing that everyone's talking about at the moment in this little animation circle or whatever is that Toei have announced so many shows, so many projects. They've got all their stuff that they're doing domestically, and then they've also announced this whole uh, thing with Saudi Arabia. They're doing some uh, collaborations there. And people are talking like, oh, this might be a repeat of 2014 for Toei, which is like infamous for just every show kind of just melted. It was kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, that's, that's like the big thing that scares me. I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, we're, we're talking about ideal scenarios at the moment. Um, I'm hoping our, our ideal scenario does work out, but it's, it's terrifying with how much they, they have announced because I think they've, if obviously they've just moved into their brand new building, which is supposed to streamline things and allow, you know, more mm-hmm. animators to come and work actually at the studio. And um, yeah, you would you, you would hope that they take advantage of that. But obviously, yeah, announcing everything, it, it kind of makes me worry like, oh, but have they kind of nullified those benefits by taking on so much at one time?
0: Exactly. Uh, that yeah. That's the thing I worry about is they've, they've put themselves into such a perfect situation. But Toei be a. And they're gonna just divert all of their resources to the things that are short term that they're doing right now, instead of thinking about what they've just given themselves. As yeah. they're
1: gonna outsource everything anyway. Yeah. Well, you, you, <laughs> Sorry, that was more of a joke. No, than you anyway.
2: joke, you joke, but like that's that was like the one thing that I was I I that instantly came to mind before before we knew Super was ending. Just when they just announced the film, I was thinking like, how the hell are they gonna do this? How they gonna do it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was thinking, like, well, we already have quite a few reasonably talented outsourced studios working on Super. Uh, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe if they're going to do, like, a filler arc for some point, maybe they're right, going like...
0: We're going to get an entire year of shitty, you know, quote-unquote filler, because who knows what that truly is. Like, Toriyama could actually maybe provide this scenario yeah.
1: for it, but... Well, I guess, let's kind of at least brainstorm that for a little okay. bit. Wh- what would the differences, in your opinion, be, had they kept the show on but ran for let's say a year year and a half of just straight filler just to keep the show on the air completely outsourced compared to what we have we assume now i
2: think that would completely destroy the show yeah i was gonna say i think that would hurt things so so badly
1: i think that would hurt it way more than just taking it off the air because it also gives you that hype when you're bringing it back yeah that you wouldn't get. Absolutely.
2: Like I was going to say, like people, people was getting antsy between the Future trunks arc and the, the current arc. I can't imagine them. It's like nothing, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like I, I think, I think the, the hype factor, being able to build up this momentum and write it again, repeat uh 2015 with the whole resurrection of bang into super even though it's obviously not going to be quite the same since it's you know airing in december and we're probably not going to hear anything until maybe i mean april july minimum
1: i'm assuming july is when it's going to get bad. Super yeah. bad. Yeah. And by bad, I mean for us, <laughs> coverage-wise. Yeah. I
0: know. I, I'm really curious if we're going to be able to do... I mean, we were in a unique situation in 2013 and to a slightly lesser degree in 2015 when, especially 2013, Julian's like, I'm just going to buy every magazine because I'll just passed by the newsstand on the way to work. (laughs) Nozawa is saying the exact same thing for the fifth time in a row this week. So it takes no effort to translate anything. This is going to be very different. I mean, all right. So we've basically arrived at our answer of the movie killed Dragon Ball Super, but it actually kind of gave it a new life. And that take a little break and come back as something new. Uh, I think there's a lot more to say and project in terms of will super. The big question is when are we gonna hit end of Z?
1: No, so the big question is when are we gonna hit GT?
0: <laughs> My favorite
1: question. Come on, Mike, is it canon? Let me know. It is a canon.
0: There's a lot to think about and speculate there. I don't think that's particularly productive to do, especially because at this point, (laughs) it's the end of January and March is the end of March is two months away. We're just going to know everything about super relatively soon. Uh, I don't like the idea of super. Super, I hate to use the word super, super building something up in your head and then having your expectations not be met. I'd rather just let it play out and
2: we'll see where we go from here. Come on, theories mean clicks. Come on, Mike, let's do that.
0: That being said, (laughs) however, how do you think super ends? Do we go to end of Z in super and then do we overwrite GT in Dragon Ball blank?
1: Everyone dies. That's how every TV show should end. Everyone dies. I've
2: spoken about my my crackpot theory. Universe 7 gets wiped out. Turns out we were in a different timeline the entire time. Dun, dun, dun.
1: I, I love when they go the timeline <laughs> route. You have <laughs> infinite timelines.
2: So,
0: I don't know. I, I, I think they have too many new characters that different groups of people like for them to leave everyone alone. There's no way that everyone doesn't come back i don't know if i subscribe to the one big universe theory but i think everyone's gonna come back i definitely think we're going to see the 28th tenkaichi budokai at the end of super i'm i don't say that knowing anything i just think they've got to do that do we think they can relaunch a new dragon ball show post
1: like post post
0: oob non-gt with know. or without Goku, God,
2: if they do though, whew, that's gonna that's gonna cause a ruckus. GT fans won't be very happy. Yeah, I guess the I guess the one thing I'd, I I want to ask, I'm kind of stealing a job here. I'm sorry. Sure. Is that, I mean, I mean you... no, I
0: appreciate this. I need someone to ask me questions.
2: <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Heath. I'll think of something. I'm right here. <laughs> um, but no, you've you've mentioned in the past that obviously. I mean, everyone can observe this. GT is, is still a huge thing. It might not have the best reputation, but they, yep. Yep. you know, the new figures coming out, it's in video games all the time. Will they really, you know, have the balls, I guess, is maybe the, not the best term to use, but will they have the balls to to overwrite GT and go somewhere else with it? Like, what does that do as far as selling that show then? Like, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that or think or, or what to think about that.
0: That's the thing. So, yeah, I I guess just to step back a little bit, the the thing that I've talked about is, I mean, we're definitely at a point where we've seen so much in Super, there's no way that GT can happen within that same continuity. Like, that's not even a question anymore. You could sort of make it work in Battle of Gods. You could mostly not sort of make it work in the Resurrection F. But then as we got into Super, like, that that clearly Couldn't happen there. Uh, I actually think Xenoverse has done a wonderful job of explaining how that all works. Maybe they could go that route. I'm incredibly surprised that with all of the pre-production and actual production work they did with online that was reused in Xenoverse, and maybe because it was reused in Xenoverse, that's why it wasn't used for a manga slash TV series incarnation. Uh, I I, I think like that made so much sense as a continuation of the series. Toriyama perfectly outlined what that world was and everything just made so much sense there. But I, I think because they did super, they can't do GT. They can't, do dragon ball online world slash world so what do they do I, I don't envy the position of deciding what comes next and I, I say that from i don't envy shueisha i don't envy toei i kind of don't envy toriyama at the same time i don't know i'm i'm not going to answer your question because i don't have any fucking clue what they at could possibly
1: that's do that's why they this. get paid for this and we don't
2: i don't yeah. know man and before Dragon Ball Heroes anime, and we just shut down the site.
0: Well, I mean, that was the popular theory at the time. We've talked about that as well. While, while Torishima didn't explicitly say they wanted to do a Dragon Ball Heroes show, if you read between the lines, that's what Bandai Namco wanted instead of Dragon Ball Kai. They wanted a new show, and if they were the ones that were approaching Shueisha slash Toei slash Toriyama, I mean, why wouldn't they use? Their thing. I mean that that falls in line with like Monster Hunter and all the other games that get their anime TV series backings. I mean that is the point of this: is the shows and the games and the merchandise they all back each other up to support this merchandising empire. I don't know what the hell they do after Dragon Ball Super. I, don't know, I wonder man.
2: once we get like a full understanding of what this movie is. I wonder if that will shed any light on things. I mean, obviously. Obviously, the the description at the moment is very vague, but I I think okay,
0: we we know what we're getting. We are getting Yamoshi. Uh, we are yeah, getting the exactly. original Super Saiyan God. Uh, I mean, you look back at uh, they they are completely. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. They show they show their hand with what they're
1: doing with some of yeah. these interviews as they come out. Well, and it'll also be interesting depending on how the series itself ends.
2: Yeah, man, I'm out of theories. I need to save them for YouTube videos.
0: So. AJ, I don't know. Did I answer your question? You're allowed to ask me questions, but I'm equally allowed to not answer you.
1: Yeah, it's totally unfair, isn't it, AJ?
0: <laughs> you know what? You do this for 20 years and then you cannot answer people. That's true. Fair, fair enough. Fair, point. fair <laughs> enough.
2: No, I think that's pretty much it. I, I don't... I, I'm just the same as you. I honestly haven't got a clue where they would go with anything. I feel like if they, if they tried to do something uh, at the end of Z without Goku, then is it... Is it going to be able to sustain itself? Obviously, you know, there's a small pockets of the fandom that don't really care about Goku that much, but he is the main character. And is it really going to keep people entertained and gripped if they don't show him off with Oob and tell a different story, you know, before transitioning him back in? It's, I don't know. It's all these kind of different. Storylines going around in my head that I just—it's—it's it's the reason why I don't touch on story ever because it's just an endless—you <laughs> you can go right. on forever about it. It's, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. We actually have a, a decent thread in our forum right now. Uh, what would Dragon Ball be without Goku? Would it still be Dragon Ball? And I have some pretty. Gr- Lying in the sand thoughts about that. I don't think you do Dragon Ball without Goku. I think it's not just that Goku is the face of Dragon Ball. He's the spirit of Dragon Ball. And even when he's gone for a little bit, everything is in service of him. Um, But that's a a separate conversation uh, that maybe we can have at some point in the future.
2: I was going to say, I was going to, sorry, I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to follow up maybe with like a does... If you if you go past the end of Z, does it start to devalue the end of Z? And I feel like that's probably another podcast topic in and of oh, itself. But oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: One that I do want to have. Don't you worry. That's already on the list.
0: So I, I think we've exhausted everything we can possibly talk about at this point. I mean, we know so little, but it's one of those things kind of, as I mentioned earlier, if you read between the lines, everything kind of does actually make sense. And now it's all about execution rather than the opportunities. So, uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll bring things to a close here. This was, uh, our our podcast episode four thirty two of Zenshu. Uh Heath. You and I have, of course, a lot of stuff going on. H uh, A, you're actually coordinating across multiple sites right now. Why don't you give this a little plug? Everyone's rewatching Dragon Ball Z.
2: Yeah, I don't know why I did this. Oh well, I do, but it was it was selfish. I <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah, so I know Dragon Ball Super's animation like the back of my hand. But as far as Z goes, I mean, I know people here and there, but I've never really gone over it on an episode-by-episode basis, multiple times, like I do with Super and kind of just memorise everything and everything and all that kind of stupid stuff. And so I thought, well, why not make my rewatch of Dragon Ball Z a big community thing? And so on the forum, on the website itself, KonZenshi, we do have a weekly rewatch thread. We also have it over on Reddit, and it's been pretty interesting to read the sort of different perspectives from different communities. People on Twitter can also, if they're you know if they not fans of forums or Reddit, then on Twitter they can use uh, hashtag DBZ rewatch and throw your thoughts out there. It's been pretty fun so far. We have just wrapped up the Cyanarch this week. So we're heading into Fake Namek and that's going to be fun. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> oh,
0: flashbacks to 1997 right now.
2: Good times. So yeah, if you want to get on board with that, do go and check that out. It's been it's been fun so far.
0: I mean, other than that, you got animation cataloging going on. I mean, you're always talking about the animators, you're doing new YouTube videos, you're, you're posting on the forum. and You're pretty busy.
2: Yeah. I'm everywhere doing all sorts of stuff. The catalog's kind of dead right now, but it might, you know, secrets. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. And yeah, YouTube stuff, you know, slash anime AJ on YouTube, weekly breakdowns are Super. That's going to be over soon, so I guess we'll probably see some Z stuff and, you know, whatever madness I can come up with. So yeah, check that out if you're also interested. And yeah, that's probably it. Much
0: like us, now that Super comes to a close, we can mm. reprioritize on other things. <laughs> oh, thank God. Do. So Heath, how's that wiki going?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. We got that, we've got... God, I'm working on three three new guides and all sorts of random Committed crap for you. on and... audio from
0: the predictions episode. Jake is going to help you finish that guide. You do. So, I don't know. You guys work on that and let me know when it's done.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the one guide is really close. Um, if I can get Jake to commit, we might be able to get that done. I need to throw some screenshots and scans. And then another guide needs... Wink, wink, somebody else's help. Uh, mm, Yeah. Uh, Just for a little bit. All right. I'll I'll hold
0: my beer. I'm coming. Yeah.
1: And then got to get caught up on super pages kind of i had to fall behind on those to sacrifice <laughs> I say, so i could get other you, stuff done. you
0: stop doing gt pages because it's super <laughs> i
1: know. i'm like i'm gonna get gt done well i can it's only 64 episodes i think i got like 12 into it
0: i know uh, you're beyond what we're doing in the, the mugger review on the podcast now so mm-hmm. it sucks
1: so what you know i'm just this is me being me here but what really sucks when you run a site like this large <laughs> is I go back to start doing episode pages, and it's like, well, then I need the credits. So then I go do all the credits. And it's like, well, okay, what names are we using for characters? All right, well, now I got to go update the entire cast guide. So it's just to get to that, I'm going through yeah. all these little, little tiny steps that are really annoying and monotonous. So you're welcome. It's okay. We
2: appreciate you. We really do.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're so. I well need that right now. But yeah, it's just... You know, stupid little things like that. But we'll get there.
2: And
0: I'm here, too. I do things sometimes.
1: Yes, you do. You come up with ideas and get them to, you know, be done by other people. I'm the idea
0: man, and I delegate. I'm the (laughs) delegation master. That's what Mary says. (laughs) She delegates to me. Mary's actually the secret overlord of KonZenshu. That's got all the plans. And then they go through me. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm her secret yeah. proxy making everyone else work. Uh yeah, so we have a lot on tap for twenty eighteen on uh, Kanzenju. Uh I think much like Toei, we're gonna take the opportunity to catch up on as much as we possibly can. Every time I come down to the basement, I just pull a random book off the bookshelf and I'm like, I'm gonna take a photo because there's a thing here. And I'm like, oh shit, there is so much to do. There is so much stuff down here. And and mm-hmm. we'll see if we can take this opportunity to kind and plow through some of the old stuff that we uh, that we want to hit. It's during Dragon Ball. It's pre Dragon Ball. It's post Dragon Ball. There's a lot of stuff. People ask us, "Oh my God, Super is over. What are you guys gonna do?" Like, <laughs> what, what what are you talking about? Like, oh God, <laughs> there's so much stuff that we have to do. is Super was the thing that destroyed all of our other plans. We're we're excited.
1: I remember at one point, and this was like way back in. 2005 or 6 or something like that and there was an actual forum thread about what's going to happen to Tai because they're just going to document everything and then they'll, and then be, they'll done. be done right It'll be like yeah Yeah, I don't think you know how much stuff is out there and how crazy we are that we'll actually do it.
0: This is something that I I really, really want to impress on people is that you don't know the depth of the stuff that there is out there. Think about all the stuff that goes on now that Super is a series. There's, yeah, there's V-Jump and there's Psycho Jump. Think of all the magazines that are
1: going on at the same time.
0: Everything that happens now was going on during the 90s. And we continue to amass all of that.
1: I'm really not looking forward to new guidebooks coming out here, probably within the year, now that the series is ending. No,
0: 30th anniversary book. That's what's next. So we've already talked about, oh, oh no, poor us, Konzenshu is in such a bad place because they have all this work to do, but they love the series so much, so fuck them. I don't know where this is going.
1: I have no Bring idea. this
0: episode to a close. Please I've do. I've enjoyed myself immensely over this last, I click over and the three of us have been talking for nearly an hour and a half. AJ needs to go to bed. Uh, so let's call it quits here. Uh, I have been Mike. That has been Heath. That has been AJ. AJ already told you everything that he does. Heath and I can be found comes That is kanzhuu.com We are on all the social medias. You can look for uh, links and pictures and all that good stuff there. And uh, we'll be at you next week for episode 433 of our podcast where we'll talk about Dragon Ball GT. Sure. That's fine. We're going to do that next week. Um so AJ because you're the guest, I don't know, man. How do you want to end the episode? You have the last word.
2: My last words are
0: <laughs> AJ's last words. All right. My, 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 my,
2: my last words are it's it really is. It's 20 past midnight. You said I have to go to bed. I'm very broken at the moment, so I'm probably not going to be asleep like five hours now. So my my (laughs) advice to wrap this up is to keep a healthy sleep schedule. You'll feel much better.